welcome to the Viva La Cinema podcast, your podcast for all things movies. I am your host, Andrew Fallon. And I am your second host, Wyatt Carter. And I'm your other host, Rithvik Kata. So today, we are going to be talking about one of the most acclaimed directors of our time, the one and only Mr. Wes Anderson. Love that guy so much and his movies. I know Rithvik isn't too big on him. But... Yo, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I did not say <laughs> I wasn't big on him. God, why do you have to bro, take that you, out of freaking no, context? Bro, bro you, only, you, you only like really, really like two of his movies. Yeah, I really, really like two of his movies. I don't have to like every single one of his movies. Some of them are just flat out boring. But no, definitely not one movies, of the best, not, best working directors out there. Um, well, here's acclaimed? my thing with- one Here's of the most my thing with Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson, when you say someone is, uh, like, when someone's work is unlike any others, Wes Anderson is literally unlike anyone else working or who's ever worked. He is completely original. It is so refreshing. The term, uh, I don't even know if I'm saying this right, but outdoor or something like that, you know, where yeah. um, you're oh, yeah. in full I, control I of, yeah, outdoor, yeah. So, you know, I don't want to compare him to Kubrick, but like in terms of, you know, originality, creativity, and being in complete control and having your complete vision, Why I'd not say he's compare like, him to Kubrick. Why not? Um, I don't know. They're just different, but yeah, I don't, yeah, because of time, not? modern day Kubrick, time. I guess. Okay, whatever. Even though, yeah, yeah, I guess modern day Kubrick. <laughs> he was he was born the year, um, two thousand one came out. I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't describe him as a modern day Kubrick, but no, in terms of his, he's not as popular as Kubrick, but um, you know, in terms of his his vision and his style, you know, like the full creativity and like just the amount of like control, you know. Well, if you if you take Wes Anderson and if you put him back fifty years, people would say the same thing about him as they do Kubrick now. No, but Kubrick's know? stuff was a lot more popular and deemed classics you know well yeah only because well, of when well, he yeah, made them yeah yeah because that was like 40 50 years ago like i think 40 50 years from now no, no that's what i'm west saying Anderson, west anderson's movies will be deemed classic no, no that, that's what i'm saying we could say he's a modern day kubrick but andrew was like nah he, he ain't well, well no i thought you meant like in terms of like just style oh no bro and, and, I, and, and i was like i was, I was like, not what? talking about st- i was talking about the type of director he is not like bro he yeah he has a completely different style than the yeah, dark so was, sadistic type thing kubrick was into so yeah you know it's like wes anderson just makes his own version that that'd be kind of weird to see yeah all right uh, let's actually start talking about his movies though and I'll, okay before we start that you say he's one of the most acclaimed but i i mean I don't one, think I'm not saying that's the, true. The most, the, I'm not saying. I'm not no, saying but like even as even as awards are just limited to, like he just has one one BAFTA, right? He has as one for BAFTA the, for writing the Grand Budapest, and he has eight Oscar nominations and no wins. Maybe yeah. nine, I think. No, just eight. But no, I, mean, he, yeah, a, I mean, that's a lot. But like, I'm well, just saying. Uh, like, okay, well, I mean, Mark. Um, has been nominated for a bunch of stuff, but the only one I remember him winning is Best Director for The Departed. That's the only one he has won, yeah. Yeah. 
So there is so, there, but there doesn't have I, to be. I, I wouldn't even say Martin, Martin, Martin Scorsese is like our time per se because Wes Anderson kind of broke out in like the late nineties, early two thousands. So like mm. I'm, I'm like like he's kind of in the same like time time range as like he's uh well I wouldn't say Tarantino. I mean no Tarantino like, was nineties. Well, well early nineties. Bro, um. Bottle Rocket was ninety six, and then Tarantino had um. Uh, no, Reser- I thought Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs was ninety two. That's like four years. Ninety two. That that's the same time. That that's that's. All right. What? Okay. Yeah. You know, Nolan yeah. was like Tar- the early two thousands. Tar- Tarantino, yeah. Tarantino, Fincher, uh, Nolan. Like he, yeah, Fincher he's was up- in the nineties, but Nolan. I mean, you have the you have there. following, which was like an hour, but I wouldn't say Nolan was really a thing in the nineties, like. Just you know, but no, he definitely Tarantino. Well, no, well, no. I, I'm, I'm saying no one like fits in our time because no one was in the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I disagree with that. I think. I mean, this isn't a t- conversation about Nolan, but I will say that Nolan. I mean, he he had a movie come out in the early 2000s, but I mean, he wasn't the director he is now uh, until 2010. With Inception. Now, I mean. He was bro. Great wait, with the Batman Prestige Begins. came out in two thousand six. Batman Begins came out in two thousand five. Memento. Memento came out in two thousand yeah, one. I think. I still don't think that this his whole the scope of his you know that the I, Dark Knight that... came out in two thousand eight. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I just think that when I don't know. I guess, dude. Nah, could, that's cap. I mean, I, I guess you could put saying, it back two but... years, but I mean, people know him for the scope and the the his whole non-linear memento is well, I know most, most, most people do I've met, his I've big met budget people. his big budget okay. original movies it's just I don't know I just no, I've, I've maybe met, 2008 is the the shootout I've, point I've met I've met several people that think his best movies are the prestige and memento well I'm not disc- I'm not discrediting those I'm prestige just saying is so underappreciated okay uh, Nolan an talk another one. time but yeah um Dark Knight, best best super, one of the best superhero movies ever made. He 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 saved that industry. I mean, for the most part. But yeah. Sam Raimi, Spider Man too. But oh, okay, time for Grand Budapest Hotel. Well, no, actually, we no, we should just we should go in order. Oh, uh, bottle so rocket from, then from from, from bottle from, from bottle oh rocket. Okay, hey, I really enjoy bottle rocket for a movie. It's it's really good. It was okay. I thought it was. I mean, it's hard to watch Wes Anderson's r- recent stuff and then watch his old stuff and then well, no, yeah, because it. because Bottle Rocket is literally the most un Wes Anderson Wes Anderson movie. I liked but that, it, but, but that's I, just I liked it like because he was just starting was, out. He hadn't really found his style yet. I liked it a little more. I liked it because it wasn't like his really overdone style type thing. I, I liked a little bit of normalcy in that movie. Obviously, Luke and Owen Wilson were, were good together since they're, you know, like brothers and everything. Good chemistry and all. Yeah, and uh, the brief appearance from James Caan was pretty good too. Dude, oh my God, that movie needed more of him. I love that dude. Uh, what an actor. What a What a guy. I, he had like like ten minutes of time, which was so disappointing. Not even. <laughs> well, yeah, but now look how much we're talking about him. So, 
think <laughs> I, I think his limited time made it more memorable. But no, I think it's I think I think needed more. The writing's really good. Uh, the pacing is kind of off at times, kind of. but uh, it's inc- it's incredibly slow in the middle. So uh, slow. Like I like it. I I have it. I have I have a I mean it's on my lower part of his his filmography um, but I still thoroughly enjoyed it especially I think knowing I think knowing where he's 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 uh, how far he's come and then watching it it's I think it's kind of makes you not appreciate it more but you you notice things where he gets his his stuff now you know and his his eagerness to do that early in his career but he was limited with you know a budget obviously and and yeah youth. i think it was very low budget um but i i thought I, I thought it was really interesting to watch because like that scene when they were practicing shooting the guns you know mm-hmm. they i it's his peer his style i i just you, you have to appreciate it even if you don't love it or at least you have to acknowledge his um growth i guess is the right word but he's never really well, you I guys you watched could... that short movie before like bottle rocket i think it was a few years ago he made like that not the few years oh. ago like a few years before oh. the actual yeah. feature film yeah no i i haven't seen it but i know he made a short film for bottle rocket uh i tried to watch it and then it, i mean it's just the movie yeah, but... did, didn't he also make a short film for the darjeeling limited before the feature movie. It was called something else. It was like Hotel um, Something. No idea. I do Think know I, that yeah. he made a he made a short film for Gucci, I think. Some Italian and company as, as Gucci Italian. I have no idea. Um, but he made a short film with Jason Schwartzman. It's pretty pretty recent. I don't uh, know. Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> yeah, but it was really well. So it was so it was like the Best looking short film I've seen. Speak, is speaking purest, of uh, Jason, Jason Schwartzman, that brings us to his next film, Rushmore. No, oh, wait, what was that? Nah, I think that was like uh, 1998. Okay. That's yeah, my least favorite from him. I'm not 100% confident. Uh, that's right. No, yeah, it's 1998. I just looked it up. I haven't okay. seen it though, so y'all go ahead. No, I think, I think it's fantastic. It's brilliantly written. And I think I think the pacing is like on point almost. Like oh, I never really? felt like I never felt bored during it. I could not get attached to the characters. I thought the main character was fairly annoying. I like Bill Murray was the best part in my opinion. He got a Golden Globe nomination for that. I mean, what's the movie? Um, what? <laughs> I said, isn't he the best part of every Wes Anderson movie though? Uh, you could argue that, yeah. No, it, well, it, it's a joke because like Bill Murray's in like every Wes Anderson movie. Was uh, he? Yeah, well, uh, was he in, like, Bottle Rocket. He wasn't. No, like, he, no, he. Bottle Rocket is the only one he on him. He actually hasn't seen it yet. Because I saw an interview where Bill Murray was like, "Yeah, I've been told to watch Bottle Rocket for years, and someone sent me like a DVD of it years ago, and I still haven't gotten around to watching it yet." Is Owen Wilson in every one of his his stuff? No, uh, Owen Wilson's not in Rushmore. Oh, okay. Um, Didn't you say there were is. roommates, Wyatt? Luke Wilson. No, yeah, I, I think were... 
I don't think they, they were roommates. I, yes, I know they, they met. were. They were they roommates were? in college, and and they were. They're both from Texas. And uh, oh wait, where did they go to college? Let me look. Not I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, they they were roommates, and they wrote a script for the script for Bottle Rocket, and then they oh, made dude, a short film. UT. What did What did you know? Um, he Owen went Wilson. to UT with Owen Wilson. Um, that is Owen crazy. Wilson was gonna uh, enlist. In the army, if Bottle Rocket didn't do yeah. good, <laughs> I didn't. I, I think I, rem- I remember reading that. Yeah, that's. I think that's funny. And uh, so. that's crazy. Yeah, no, he's he's a, just a really big actor now. He he's he's. I think he lives in Dallas now. Wes yeah, or Owen? Owen. Really? Yo. Interesting. No, right. uh, my my, my, no, my friend saw him at a restaurant in Fort Worth like two years ago. Saw him getting into his Prius. Prius? Oh, yeah, because all Prius. the... Well, a lot of those Hollywood actors do. Because they're green. Oh, I guess, yeah. Is there what? Because they're, cause they're, they're, they're green. Like, they're good for, for like, uh, eco, eco-fuel, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Rushmore. Um, yeah, I'm going to be honest. Rushmore was easily my least favorite. Uh, I, uh, I did. I like. Well, actually... I liked Jason Schwartzman. I just didn't like his character. The story wasn't all intriguing to me, which is odd because I was a senior in high school when I watched that. So I felt like I should have had a be- better connection with it. I remember. I, I, didn't. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't in the mood to watch. No, I I watched Rushmore for the first time when I was home with the flu freshman year because they told me I had to stay home for a week, and I I was better like within like two days of that so i just watched a bunch of movies within that time period one of them is rushmore and i was like bro this is so good like i i i I think you're supposed to think that like his character is kind of like a kind of a snob he's this kind of independent guy who really doesn't care and then I guess maybe that just maybe that's understandable yeah you're right um maybe that just then it's just my disliking for the story but then again I shouldn't have related more to it so maybe maybe I should rewatch it I I mean I've only seen it once uh maybe maybe I'll like it a, a it's not time. available anywhere I tried to watch it on my binge this week but I was like I'm not trying to rent any of these movies so I went to Barnes and Noble at my mall the other day and they had all the Wes Anderson Criterions together well except for Iowa Dogs because that one doesn't have a Criterion release but like if they weren't Forty dollars a piece. I would have bought some. Bro, what the hell? I'm paying forty dollars. But, but I know Barnes and Noble twice a year does like a Criterion sale, where it's all the Criterions are half off. So instead of forty, they're twenty. Yeah, still. And lot. so I I know the next sale is in like July. So I might cop a few. Hey, hey, wait, 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 wait a minute. We'll all be here in July, right? Yeah. It's time. Time to time to go drive there and just just cop all these movies. Yeah, well, no, we just we just like no we we <laughs> we like do like a twenty four hour challenge like we stay in Barnes and Noble uh overnight and we just like take as many criterions as we can. I love that store. That's a good store. Yeah, it's a good I, store. I, I, I haven't I noticed any criterions. I'll have to look next time. Maybe. Now we have two criterions. Fantastic Mr. Fox and Days of Confused. Days and Confused yeah. is in the Criterion collection. There's a lot of stuff in yeah. there. 
God need Days and Confused. What a what a movie. <laughs> Days and Confused is well, it's my favorite movie. So I mean, you already know how I feel about that. Yeah, made me made me feel like I was on weed on them. Um, high on all that weed. Anyway, let's move on to, to uh, Rush, uh, Royal, Royal Tenenbaums. Royal Tenenbaums. Let's go. This is the film that defined his style. He finally yeah. broke out. He finally got his sh- shit down. You know, he knew his vision. Finally it wasn't came overdone either, the style. No, yeah. it was yeah. so good. Very well done. And the script, that was his first Oscar nomination. Uh, best writing, original screenplay. Mm-hmm. The, cast, the cast is loaded. Like you got oh, Ben yeah. Stiller, Gene Hackman, Gwyneth All Paltrow, Owen Wilson, Blue Mer- Bill Murray, um, Danny Glover. Ben Stiller. Did you say that? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's like and, the main Angelica, Angelica Houston. Isn't, it? isn't she oh, yeah, from Angelica the Adams Houston. family? Yes. Yeah. Let me look at the rest of the cast. Damn, man, that was so good. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just really like that movie. Right, like? that was I, I, most... I, I did too. It's one of his best movies. Yeah, that was the most um, recent one I watched because I watched uh, like I watched uh, quite a few in prep for this podcast, and my my love for him was going down with each consecutive movie. But this one was this one was so good. Like I love the story. Um, you know, after the halfway point where um, where Gene Hackman's character kind of gets, uh, um, you know, I guess like found out or whatever. Um, it slows down a bit and seems to go a bit over the all over the place, but I don't know. I I like I really like the ending. And uh, wait, what the hell? Why did it say Al- Alec Baldwin was narrator? Well, you know what? I think you're right. What in the world? Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought the the uh, the story was obviously an Oscar nominated and everything, but it was really well done. You know, the pacing for I know why it said it felt a little slow for him, but overall, um, yeah, I thought it was it was pretty good for me, and it was one of his longer oh, yeah. movies too. I, I I I had no issues with with the pacing for that movie. Yeah, most of his uh, movies that I watched were like ninety minutes, but those felt like three hours compared to you know this one. This one went by pretty fast for me, and G. Hagman was just like the perfect lead as Royal. He was he was really good. Golden Globe nom. But no, the that that movie is just fantastic from start to finish. Like you said, the like the story is just incredible. Uh, the, time... the act. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say every time I think of that movie, I I really really like the um, the costume design. Actually, my my dad actually does not care for that movie. It's the only Wes Anderson movie he's seen because I'm trying to like put him on some other Wes Anderson movies and. Yeah, I feel like yeah. my dad wouldn't like Wes Anderson stuff either. Just, just not his thing. Yeah, uh, he's like, yeah, I only see in the Royal Tenenbaums, and I didn't care for that one. Like, he just thinks his movies are like too weird. Yeah, my mom thinks the same. But uh, the the one movie she did like was when we watched Grand Budapest together. Uh, she liked that a lot. But I guess it's hard to dislike that movie. So, I've been trying to get my dad to watch that for years, and he's like, no, man. I don't want to watch that. Like, I remember that movie came out uh, when we were in Europe. And I, I kept, like, telling my dad, like, hey, like, this movie sounds pretty good. Like, I remember we were in, like, a train station. And, like, this new Grand Budapest Hotel movie sounds pretty great. And he's like, oh, that's Wes Anderson, right? 
And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, nah, man, that movie, that movie's not gonna be good. I don't <laughs> like Wes. I don't like Wes Anderson. Yeah. And like in like in the middle of the train station, I'm like, Dad, where do you? I, on, I understand. Man? No, no, <laughs> I understand what he's saying. I mean, that's the one I, yeah. Anderson movie that I truly love. But everything else is like, you know, it is what it is. And I glad I'm glad I watched it, but not memorable or anything. Except this one. This one was probably the next closest thing. I probably won't even watch this again for a very long time either. So, yeah. But, but overall, Real Tenenbaum is just a great movie. And like Wyatt said, like this is when he got his style down, and like this is where people, re- I think, really started to notice him as a filmmaker. Was uh, it, what was the movie after this? Like Life uh, Aquatic. I, right? I think I think I think Life Aquatic, which I don't I like that. most. I don't like that movie. As much as most people do, I would have loved. I would have thought this movie was an absolute not masterpiece, but I would have loved it a lot more if the pacing was better. Oh, dude, the pacing! I I did not care for the pacing because because the characters that, are so interesting. The costumes are freaking perfect. The yeah. production design is awesome. Everything is so movie? great. The colors are awesome. It's just I don't know. Two it's hours. The pacing. The pacing was not good at all. In my no, opinion. no. The pay. The pacing is what killed it for me. Yeah, I love it though. I mean, I. I mean, I. I love Anderson. I mean, so I, 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 I. I still think. I still think it's a good movie. Hey, Dumbledore. Let's go. Alec Gambin, or not Alec. <laughs> Michael Gambin, yeah. It Michael Gambin. Michael yeah. Gambin, yeah. I thought you were gonna say. I. I thought you were gonna say Alec Guinness. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They say Obi Wan Kenobi just shows up on the on the boat. <laughs> hey, he would have been a good Dumbledore. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> good actor. Yeah, I um, want to watch this movie. I mean, this one always interested me. It's but... good. It has a it has a pretty good um it has a pretty, pretty good, good story. Cast. Good cast as always. William Defoe's in it. I actually I think. Pretty cool. Jeff. Oh Gold. yeah, uh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum's in it. This is, Owen Wilson is, as as usual. Kate Blanchett, let's go. Amazing actress. Yeah, she's good in this one too. Um, you're good at everything, man. I don't know what you're saying. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> she's she's great too. Like in in real life, she's hilarious. I, I I've watched interviews with her. She seems very fun. So, uh, Kate, you know, if you're out there or listening, yeah. The best thing about that movie hello. is that is that Bill Murray's the starring role. So you just get yeah. two hours of Bill Murray. True, Love he, he did very well, very well. And but I think the favorite part, my favorite part of that movie, is easily the um, costume design and production design. Oh no, no, for sure. Uh, uh, the costume design and the production design are just both incredible. And those are those a- are honestly well, those are pretty like frequent like attributes of what Anderson, Wes Anderson's filmography. Yeah, true. Are, but like, this one, this one has yeah, his, like, his colors, his use of colors is always the whole, the whole, um, you know, aquatic theme, like the blues and the greens, the light blues and greens. You know, very well done, very well done. Uh, but no, I don't have any anything else to say about that movie. Mm. Uh, do you, do you guys have anything else to say about that one? I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, oh, I don't yeah. think so. I mean, it's I it's I mean, it's a must watch. Not a must watch, but it's another one where his style gets just even more defined. If you're so if I, you're if you're a fan of Wes Anderson's filmography and if you haven't seen Life Aquatic, I think, I think it's a must watch for people that are into Wes Anderson. 
conversely, if you're not into his stuff, his colors, his style, then I guess this podcast as a whole won't be that interesting anyway. Except Grand Budapest. Can't emphasize yeah. that enough. <laughs> so I guess we're moving on to Darjeeling Limited. Darjeeling Limited. This is my this is one of my favorites from him. I, I gotta say, I really not. I was so I, surprised. I think it's underrated. I think it's rated exactly where it should be. <laughs> I, I don't know. Would you give it like a six out of ten? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind the of whole uh, the whole theme of of brotherhood, persevering. I loved it. I thought the the trio of Schwartzman, Wilson, and Brody did trio very good. good. The I, um, you know, the, the set and kind of the whole Indian vibe <laughs> made me feel like at home. That was that was pretty. It was pretty good. You know, I thought he did a. <laughs> decent job like depicting that and everything even if he had to throw in the occasional stereotypes in there to kind of anyone who doesn't know Rithvik is an Asian or Asian (laughs) Rithvik is Indian if you couldn't tell by his name well that technically technically he he is Asian don't cancel me don't cancel me bro no that's okay (laughs) yeah Uh, you know it, it felt pretty accurate in that sense you know with the occasional mishap and stereotype but you know that's always going to be there but yeah i thought i don't know man i you know you want to talk about pacing that one was like kind of kind of like slow and, and messed up for me in but that sense I, yeah i, I agree I, with you i i, I, I think I, I think it's kind of slow not not slow to the point where it's just like unbearable but yeah i it's slow in parts but i it really uh like making like didn't make anything less of a film. The only, a part good where I had, the only part of pacing that I had uh sort of I didn't I, I wish it had gone differently is is the end, Rithvik. I told you about this I think when you watched it or whatever, but I thought there were like three or four times before the actual oh, yeah, ending yeah. where I thought it could have ended and it would have been better, you know. Yeah, understandable. But it, it it didn't hinder my enjoyment. I just was expecting it to end, and it didn't. So it kind of threw me off. But I still I still love that movie. I that, that reminds me. Irfan Khan the, the, definitely brought that the, movie that, that, up for that me. That reminds me of a movie True. that that Rithik loves. What? Uh, what? I said that. So that aspect of the movie reminds me of a movie that Rithik just loves. It's like in his top five. The, the Bad and the Ugly. No, Return of the King. <laughs> What? How are you gonna this Return that? of the King? No, no, I'm not. No, I'm saying like Return of the King. Like, there's like, there's like twenty different spots of that movie that like it could have ended. What? I mean, not, not, yeah, to, dude. What? Be, no, there's like twenty, like twenty different different spots in that like entire like last like thirty. Uh, 30 35 minutes well not 30 35 minutes more like yeah, you don't know, they, you don't know they, the more, story, like, more, but... like, more like 15 20 there's like i mean they gotta they gotta finish the story you know with the book yeah, and I, I like know. they cut off like they cut off like a few chapters at the end like with the shire and everything but i don't know man <laughs> i guess yeah i don't know i'm not saying that was a bad part of the movie it was just kind of a joke just saying yeah. that there's just so there was just so many times where the movie could have ended but it didn't but um yeah definitely I am not too much of a fan of this. I do appreciate it for what it is. Um, Rip Irfan Khan too. He was a he was a oh, gl- glorious and, actor. Yeah, man. I I didn't know he was in this movie. It made me so happy to see him on screen. 
Oh no, he yeah, no, for sure. Him. He's really good in the movie. All right. So I guess that, we're moving on it? to yeah, I guess so. I guess we're we're moving on to Fantastic Mr. Fox. My se- my my second favorite Wes Anderson movie. Same. I, I think it's my third or fourth. I don't know which one it is. Definitely up there. In everything the list everything about me. it, I love. Like if you guys listen to the uh, to our last episode on animated films, I kind of basically said the same thing that I'm going to say here. It's okay. Yeah, we don't have to repeat. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat myself. Again. God damn it! All right. No, this is this is such a wonderful movie. I don't think there's a single bad thing about it. The page is <clears> on point. <throat> the an- the animate. God damn. Okay. R- all right. Mythic was that? Did you do that on purpose? Did you actually need a call? No, I didn't do that on purpose at all. Of course, you uh-huh, did this petty, sure. this petty motherfucker over here. Yeah, you ain't slick. Anyways, so like I said, there's not there's not a bad thing about it. Pacing's on point. The animation is some of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, stop love, animation. Love, love the stop motion right. animation and the colors. Again, are just fantastic. Good, good voice. Voice, or just oh, good cast yeah. in general. The, the, I mean, the voice acting yeah. is great. Uh, love like, um, love love the story. I think it's a uh, a much more mature storyline for a, a kids movie. Mm, I agree. Uh, because usually, kind of. Dude, I can't believe they uh, got usually kind of kids here. movies. Uh, well, well, so, sometimes nowadays, um, you can see kind of kids' movies taking taking that more mature route. But back, this came out in like two thousand nine, so at that point in time, there were really wasn't any animated movies back then that like took on mature themes. Up was kind of mature, I would say well, that. Up, well, yeah, up was yeah. two thousand nine. Dude, we didn't talk about Up last episode. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, we didn't talk about a lot of things last episode, but whatever. Yeah. We weren't even going to talk about Kung Fu Panda if it weren't for Devin. Up, uh, Up was a well-deserved win that year over this movie, so. That is so cap. Nope. No cap. That is so cap. I like No Up cap. Lot, Up was so much better than this no, movie. I liked Up a lot, but no way. Hell this, no. This, this, this movie should have won. Not uh, even close. Best animated movie. I, Hell I think no. it's just. It's fantastic in every sense of the word. And, like, um, I love fact, that ending. I'll, I'll say something. I'll say something. Okay, um, go ahead. So, I know Wes Anderson is, is known for not only having a very specific style, but his humor is very dry and situational. Um, you know, you know, you kind of, you, do you agree? Would, would you agree with that? Yeah, he has a yeah. unique sense of humor. Yeah, so, but in, in I feel like in Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I, I pointed this out in a review I wrote for it, but I think his humor in this one, I, I maybe he focused on it more. I don't know. I Maybe because it was a kid's movie, but I actually found this one to be one of his most funny movies. Oh, yeah. No, it's so, it's so funny. Like, when they... Man. When they're like when they want to say like a curse word, but they literally say the word "cuss" instead. Like that's hilarious. Yeah, and, and that, I just that, think that never the, got old for me. Yeah, I just think the timing is really really good, and I think that's also because of the sh- the runtime is so short. It's only an hour and twenty something minutes, so mm-hmm. I think all the jokes or you know situational humor hits a lot better. Um, but I, I I just wanted to point that out. I think it's a pretty funny movie as well. So. 
Yeah, no, that's, that's another just great aspect about it. All right, I think uh, we spent enough time on this. No, I was going to talk about the ending scene again because that's my favorite part. God damn! Is the end, the ending? Is the ending when they're in the grocery store and they're dancing? Oh yeah, to, to that song, "Let Her Dance." Let Her oh. Dance. Yeah, that's a wonderful song. Wonderful. I remember scene. when I, when I saw that movie for the first time. That song was stuck in my head for like two weeks. Great ending. There, there's not enough endings like this. It's like the forty year old virgin when they all. <laughs> oh yeah, when they all dance. You, you know, Jonah Hill got a heat stroke. Yes, I did know that. He had to go to the hospital. Man, um, movie. Yeah, anyway, so, I yeah, good. thanks for bringing this up, Andrew. Really good ending. Uh, yeah. <laughs> movies don't, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just. I wish more movies kind of ended like that one. It's like really high spirits and, dance, you know, dance. You know, just dance. You know, have fun. Yeah, makes you feel good. You know, anyway. So I guess that brings us to Moonrise Kingdom, and I know so Rithik and I are gonna have have some arguments in this one because it's one of my that's one of my favorites from him. But I know Bro, Rithik wait, doesn't. Why me? Doesn't, doesn't, why I didn't like it either? I, I know Rithik doesn't doesn't care for well, it. Hold on, I like it. Wait, no, did it? Did you give it like like a? What? Didn't you give it like a three out of five? No, I gave that a three and a half. I liked it. Oh, I liked it more it than. E, that's the same as white. <laughs> Wait, wait, yeah. which was, what was yeah, the Dar one? Yeah, Darjeeling, the Darjeeling Limited was the, was the, was the one I gave a low one. And Bottle Rocket. Oh, oh, oh okay. yeah, this Darjeeling, one, yeah, no, this Darjeeling one was the I one I was thinking movie. of. Okay, my bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I actually thought this was more interesting. And this was the one I watched after the Darjeeling Limited, I think. So, um, I didn't find it too boring either. Uh, it kind of heated up in the second half a little bit. And obviously, I, I love Ed Norton, so. And, um, and and Bruce Willis. Oh yeah, hell yeah, that too. But I didn't like the two leads, man. Uh, me and Wyatt were talking yeah. about this too. It seems yeah. like uh, it seems like uh, this is like one of the only like movies Bruce Willis has done in the past like ten years that hasn't gone straight to DVD. Because <laughs> you know how he does all those like straight to DVD, low budget stupid action movies. movies. Yeah, you're yeah. just being ni- you're just saying nice things about stupid shitty movies. <laughs> yeah, dude, Harvey, um, Harvey Keitel, yeah. Kittle, I don't know. Oh, I, I liked his like two minutes of what'd you say? Harvey Keitel. Keitel, okay. I like his two minutes of time. Fun dude. Um, uh, yeah, yeah this was definitely Kingdom, a wasted cast. Uh, I did not like the two I leads. I agree, and the two, yeah, the two leads were not effective at all. I don't think. Uh, if, okay. anything, the, if anything, if anything, the okay. guy wasn't. I, the girl was. Okay, I'm, she was fine. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. The, I'm in the middle with y'all there. Like um, I, I, I liked the two leads, but I didn't love them. They could have been a lot better. And I agree with what Rithvik said. It, it really picks up in the second half. The first half, it's interesting, but it's not entirely eventful. It's Dude, a lot the of guy was the same age as the like the girl in real life but he looked like 10 well, he years didn't get younger puberty yet. i assume that's what happened he was 14 I... in that movie oh I, you, let's not be me let's not let's not talk about that i mean that's just, i thought they'd be a lot different age but i just looked like up the cast and they have the same they, they were born the same year interesting i just uh, didn't like him very much i mean that's not to say he's not a a good actor or anything yeah, just, he's not yeah. i just didn't think they did well with with Anderson's style and you know to- the com- comedy delivery and I just didn't 
enjoy we it. We needed but, more Ed Norton, though. Scout yeah, Ed Master, Norton was great. True uh, 55, I, I, baby. I love, I love Ed Norton, man. And the colors in this one were, were really well done as well. The costume design, perfect. Oh, yeah. The, co- the costume design was fantastic. Um, as always, with Wes Anderson. Yeah. I mean, the art, the art stuff with Wes Anderson is usually better. You know, this one like, felt really like a like um it came straight out uh well they all do i mean st- storybook you know? okay it's, so it's, like uh I, I was this thought literally just came to my mind like literally wes anderson is like the pinnacle definition of like 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 a art house director because like um when you're when you're looking at a wes anderson movie like visually seeing it it's like it's like looking at like a work of art. Like that's yeah, why I, I, like I can he, agree with that. He fit, he fits the definition of or his movies fit the definition of art house movies. Yeah, I agree with that. Because because of his like his style and his his uses of colors and the production design and everything like it's literally like looking at like a work of art. Yeah, that's yeah. understandable. I mean, even if it's like I I still. You know, it's not my cup of tea all the time, but it was still, you know, cool to look at and everything. Yeah, it's it's visually enjoyable for sure, all the all the time, usually. Yeah, even even if sometimes like the like the characters aren't that great, or you know. But this one isn't really talked about that much, to be honest. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just mainly because of like Grand Budapest. I mean, like, this is pretty I, I, highly like out of his movies. This is. Pretty highly rated. Like I think, yeah, like, I think most at... people just talk about Grand Budapest now. Yeah, because and... that came out just a couple years after this. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, that has but one like... of the best production designs I've ever seen. So, same oh no, me too. Same, 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 same. same. but like, it's but like literally like the only Wes Anderson movie I've heard people talk about consistently is nowadays is Grand Budapest. That's well, yeah, Budapest. that's more mainstream now. Like a lot of people who didn't even know about him. Like even after World Time and Bombs and everything, like well, they jump on his bandwagon. They... What? What do you mean? They jump on it. Well, I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure I was kind of like that. I watched his first movie. Like that was the first movie, I, like of his that I ever watched. And oh, really? um, yeah, and then I was like, yeah, the rest of his stuff is okay. So yeah, I, I mean, was, I liked I him before. Of... I, I had seen. I mean, obviously, Grand Budapest is my favorite. It's little, it's my fourth favorite movie of all time right now. But I guess what we'll, I guess we'll just kind of dive into Grand Budapest from here. Um, but I, I think I saw Fantastic I, Mr. Fox before that too. I had or, seen Fantastic Mr. Yeah. Fox, uh, Moonrise Kingdom. So I and... saw I, I saw Grand Budapest for the first time over lockdown. Yeah, me too. I, 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 mean, I, marathoned, like... I marathoned all his movies. Yeah, that's or, like basically when I heard of him, like last year, maybe two years ago. I never really paid much attention to, to him. So, all right, are we on Grand Budapest now? Been, yeah. been waiting for this. Go ahead, Wyatt. Just are you, would free, you like me to start? Feel free, feel free to splurge, yeah. dude. This yeah, movie dude. is such a visual treat. It, it you cannot watch it and not like what you're looking at. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. It's my fourth favorite movie for a reason right now. It's comforting. And it's fun. This is also another one of his funniest movies. I, agree. I think. Personally. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Um, Ralph Fiennes. I don't. Did we ever figure out if that's the right pronunciation? Dude, let me look it up right now while you're talking. Ralph Fiennes is so good in this. Perfect lead. He does perfect with Anderson's style any... mannerisms. He got a he got a Golden Globe and BAFTA nomination, didn't he? Okay, I, I was hoping he'd get like an Oscar nomination. Or something. He missed the Oscar nomination, unfortunately. But um, yeah, Fiennes. Is it Fiennes? Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's. <laughs> I don't think it's Ralph though, but whatever. Like when I was looking at the pronunciation, it was like freaking Rafe or something. I have no. Oh yeah, clue. Rafe, Rafe Fiends, or Rafe Fines. Rafe that, Fines, I mean, that would, yeah. Oh, that would make sense. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, Fines sounds much cooler than Fiennes. Yeah. Anyway, so this this movie, uh, I it deserves all the recognition it gets. It's there's something in here to like from everyone. I I hate. I, it's ironic that I'm doing this talk show. I, I just some movies you just you know what's good about it. You know what makes it great. You just watch this movie, you'll know what makes it fantastic. It's it, it, it won four Oscars, if I may add. Uh, production design, uh, completely design. robbed Interstellar music though. As or, it Wait, it won best score. Over yeah, unfortunately. Okay, okay. I love the score for Grand Budapest. I, I love it to death, but no way it should have won over Interstellar. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, obviously, production design, costume design, easy, like probably some of the best ones of that decade. I can't remember what yes, the last sir. one was, though. Production oh, design is easily, okay. easily yeah. production design is the best. Yeah, so another brilliant. Nolan Nolan movie score got robbed, like 2010, with freaking Inception losing to Social well, Network. I mean, Social Network is pretty good. So. Not this close is, to this is this. Listen, listen. This you, you the, 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 there's an argument that goes on with uh, who wins best score, and it's it's who which one is more memorable and which one is better in the moment. Social Dude, Network. The Inception. The Inception cannot, score is way more memorable. That's no, but I'm saying in the moment, Social Network won because people deemed it better. But now looking yeah. back on it, mo- more people would say Inception should have won only because it's more memorable. Pain. Yeah, this, this movie score isn't even that memorable to me. I did like the, uh, they, it is. what is it, Desp? I have no idea how to say his name, but he, he didn't he do the score for Moonrise Kingdom too. I thought that was pretty oh, cool. Oh, uh, Alexander Desplat. I don't know Alexander if it's Desplat or yeah. Desplat or Desplat or whatever. He, he, he did the score for some of the Harry Potter movies too. Yeah, yeah, he he has a cool sense of style. I I mean, if I he, watch this movie again, I'd probably like. He did Isle of Dogs and Shape of Water and Little Women, and he's all over the place now. Midnight Sky, he actually did as well. So, huh? Uh, yeah, I think I sort of like the score for that. But, uh, yeah, Grand Budapest Hotel, man. I this was I'll say this is my first Wes Anderson, even though it probably wasn't. But I watched this also. I think back in March or April. And, um, you know, I loved it. Uh, probably the only movie I'll probably ever have of is at a perfect rating. Um, you know, Jude Law is the, is the author dude. <laughs> he was not a big part of it, but like, you know, I liked him. Obviously, uh, Fines and Cersei Ronan and, um, the God, what's this? Um, I'll just look it up, but. Like, are, you, are you trying to think of the guy who F. Mary Abraham? Tony Revelory. Yeah, yeah, no, he played Flash in the new Spider-Man movies. Oh yes, yeah, I, and yeah. Then you, and then F. Mary Abraham was the older version of Yeah Zero. Yeah, and then 
I mean, it's not just the cast though. Like it's a, it's a cool story. I love these types of stories. Like these, uh, I guess it's a mystery type and a mystery and comedy type thing. I, I love mystery movies. I mean, and then, you know, just the way they go about it. It's so unique. It's, it's one of his longer movies too, I think uh, yeah. a little bit longer, but you know, this is probably, this goes by the fastest for me easily. And, Obviously, like the score was good at the time. Um, this is probably one of the best production designs I've ever seen. I, I can't state mm-hmm. that enough. And mm-hmm. then, um, I don't know, just everything about this movie was really good. Unfortunately, I can't remember it that well because I've seen so many movies since last March. Uh, and man, it's it's been 14 months, hasn't it? Since I watched that movie. That's kind of crazy. Feels like I, just uh, recently. I actually have the Criterion DVD for this one. So, yeah, I was gonna buy it. DVD, uh, no Blu-ray. Well, no, no. Um, sorry. I, yeah, it is Blu-ray. Is there a 4K version of this? I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think so. And okay, well, I think fine. it was a fantastic. Keep watching. But. One of the best movies ever made, in my opinion. Oh, easily, yeah, no, so. it's, it's, it's one of the best movies of the 2010s, for sure. Of all time. Love, love everything about it. Of all time. So, hmm. Yeah, I liked it. I, I mean, I'll go with Andrew's take of the 2010s, like, for me personally, but... Uh, oh, Ed Norton, too. I Yeah, I completely forgot about the cast in here. Yeah. Willem Dafoe. Sir, Jeff Goldblum. When was Harvey Keitel in here... He was the he was the head prisoner guy, bald. Oh, okay, and I completely forgot Owen Wilson was in here, but he's in every Anderson movie, anyways. So. Yeah. yeah, Schwartzman was in it too. They just didn't have the roles. Yeah, but it's more for the memes to be in there, like yeah. Bill Murray's then, appearance and, in the Darjeeling. Yeah. Wait. Oh yeah, Bill Murray's in like the Bill Murray's in like. Dude, uh, Natalie Portman in that movie too. That like, what in the world? What yeah. <laughs> she. I was uh, so confused. I read something about that. Right. I I don't know. I think she was supposed to have a bigger part, and she had to cancel or because of reschedule or something. So they just shot that. No, I, no. Wait, I think she, I think she, I don't, she was either in India or she flew to India just for that little scene or something. I don't know. Just for that one shot. I can't she remember. released a ton of movies after her, like the prequels, just to like get a better name for herself. Like, I remember she released w- at least one every year after that, right? I don't know, but yeah. she's a great actress. She won for yeah, Black definitely. Swan. So so talented. Yeah. So this so this is bringing us to his mm, most she, recent wait, film. Fun fact: she went she went to Harvard the same year as Mark Zuckerberg, and they mentioned in the Social Network they were like, uh, "Mark Zuckerberg is the most popular thing on campus." Where there's blah 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 blah, and they list all these famous people that go there, and that she and that they say, and the movie star, and then the lawyer goes, "Oh, who's the movie star?" And Divya Narendra goes, "Does it matter?" And they were talking about Natalie Portman. No, I can't remember this. Anyway, sorry, that's my social network rant for the day. As per usual, thank you. Iowa Dogs. That's personally, personally my least favorite of his. That's your least favorite? Stop the cap. No, it is still it is still really well done. It's just because wow. everything else is so much better. 
that it it, well, it just happens. It just happen, It just happens to fall at the bottom. It's interesting. I love that. I love. Oscar I love Dogs. that movie. Absolutely it love it. Um, I mean, if I'm being honest, the stop motion animation is better than it is in Fantastic Mr. Fox. Easily, it's more colorful. It's more lively. It's more interesting. Um, to be honest, it just doesn't have enough like as much as I. Would, as much as I'm not a fan of Fantastic Mr. Fox, like this one tried to be a little lighthearted and have some heart in it too, but it I I know like the the color and the I guess the animation was cool, but it just didn't have the same vibe, you know, as Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. But, but no, obviously I, I, will, I like this more. I will so. I, I, I love the story, I think. Story was goaded. So it's very it was unique. Know, it, yeah. Very, very unique story. Uh, the the voice acting is awesome. Brian Cranston as like the alpha dog. I like. Yeah, I, I love but you that. know, you know the other animated movie that came out that year. What? Into the Spider Verse. So this had no chance to compete or win. In oh anything. yeah, and, and and Incredibles two came out that year as well. Uh, yeah, whatever. Which, bro, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I like I like Incredibles. Incredibles two, two was incredibly like overrated. And the first one's goaded, but the second one was. Mm. I like Incredibles too. Yeah, if we're talking uh, stop motion, uh, I liked Kubo's animation. Although it's a different, different. Oh, Kubo thing. and the Two Strings. Yeah, I, yeah, I, need, I need to. I, I need to watch more Leica movies because I've only seen Corpse Bride and Coraline. Yeah, I think Kubo's easily the best one out of everything. But uh, yeah, stop motion is not something that I can just sit down and watch. I have to, you know, I have to be in the right mindset sometimes. It's just yeah. Not I mean, I uh, understand. I mean, I like it. I love it. I respect it because it's pretty hard to do right. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so, huh? So Wes Anderson after Budapest only released one, and now he's just working on the French Dispatch, right? No, I know. I'm pretty sure the French Dispatch is finished. Yeah, it's finished, but he's working on something else too, like why it said it yeah. was in pre-production or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Prince Dispatch looks fantastic, I think. I uh, yeah, I have no idea what the hell is going on though. Like, <laughs> it'll be it'll be a it, weird. It, movie. It, it it seems like a Wes Anderson movie to me. Yeah, do the like the Francis McDormand and then Bill Murray. Let's go. And then uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, and Benicio del Toro. Owen Wilson. It does regulars too, like oh, Mercy Ronan, Bill Murray, Ed Norton, <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Yo, Christoph Waltz is in here. I don't remember that. I love that dude. Oh, no, I, that's in, that's insane. I remember Christoph Waltz. Uh, love that guy. Uh, Brody, Adrian Brody, uh, Tota Swinton. Dude, Kate oh, yeah, Winslet the, uh, is in here. The Theodux, the um, the girl from Spectre. Angelica Huston, Huston too. Houston, or is it Hudson? Houston. I have no idea. Houston, oh know. yeah, um, I can't pronounce his name, but he was uh, he was in X Men Wars as Wolverine. Leave Schreibler. Yeah. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I have no idea how to pronounce his name. Henry Wrinkler's in it, and Jeffrey Wright. Bro. Gonna they, be got, they, they got the Fonz to be in the in a Wes Anderson movie. How about that? Oh, Matthew, the dude from... All, all, all oh, bro, the too. dude from um, End of the Fucking World is in that one, too. 
needless to say, I, oh, what am I saying? Needless to say, the cast is stacked as usual. Dude, the budget on that one was only $25 million. $25 million, bro. Like, these actors are probably getting small checks then. They're probably for, just for doing the, it for, to be Just for the amount of talent them. involved. God, I can't wait for this one. Holy shit. Is that it? I think I think we went through all the stuff. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, I yeah, I will I, try and watch so. his other two movies, but unfortunately, after this recent binge, I sort of like him less. But you know, I still respect his craft and everything. Mm-hmm. Which I'm kind of sad. I don't like him as much as y'all, but you know, it is what it is. So you you know how like we were kind of comparing him to Scorsese like in the beginning. I wasn't, but I mean they're just two completely well, different no, people. Well, no, um, well, no, um, I'm reading like trivia here, and it says that Martin Scorsese is a big fan of his movies, even choosing him as the next Martin Scorsese in an Esquire magazine article. The next Martin, give me a break. This guy's way has way more range and creativity than that. But I agree. you know he needs more. He needs. I don't know. Martin Scorsese movies are, are legendary. Like, the ones that I love. I just don't feel that way about anything other than Grand Budapest. For, for um, But, I, you know, I think Wes Anderson still has, like, 10 more movies left in him, so. Oh, no, dude. Wes Anderson has so much other movies left in him. He is getting started. He's 52 right now, so. I don't know. Yeah. He, I don't know, like, how many you'll keep making, because, you know, say it takes, like, I, like, I bet for him, you know, he wants it to be as original as something as possible. And he can't, he mm-hmm. just won't reuse something else. So maybe two to three years each movie, four? Yeah, that's that's probably a fair time estimate, I think. Bro, he's 52. How many more movies do you think he got? Well, I mean, yeah. Clint Eastwood is still making movies and he's in his 90s. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so... he can, he can, I think he can have a pretty long run. Hopefully, I want to see more of him for sure. We need we need more more people like him in the in the industry. Kind of provide a little balance, <laughs> originality. Yeah. 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 Do you guys any, do you guys have anything else you want to add? Not really. Uh, I, I just I mean I love Wes Anderson. He's one of my favorites. Always will be. So. Yep. Same here. Uh yeah. I mean he'll be in my top ten. Top five, but yeah, top ten probably, not top five, but <laughs> cool guy. Yeah, so I actually didn't know until like last year he was married to Greta Gerwig. What? Yeah. Bro, <laughs> I had no idea. Wait, you didn't know that? No. I mean I don't really like keep up with him, so that's that's pretty interesting. Oh wait. No, he wasn't. That no, was no. Wait, oh, 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 yeah. That's not. That's not a bomb box. My bad. No, but okay. they're still married. They're still married. No. Noah Bombback was married to um, the girl from <laughs> the girl from Fast Times at Ridge, no. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer um, Jason Lee. Yeah. Yeah, they were married, and um, Greta. Oh. Yeah, Greg was married to someone. I feel like you'd like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Andrew. I think oh. you haven't seen that yet. Oh yeah, I, I haven't seen it. 
I yeah, no, I watched okay, it yeah. randomly because it was like less than ninety minutes. I liked it. It's on Showtime. No, I feel like I said. I feel so dumb now for thinking that he was married to Greta Gerwig. I had no idea. I mean, I would have believed you anyway. <laughs> I was, I was, because like right as Wyatt was telling me, like, wait, it was Noah Baumbach. I was thinking to myself, wait, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think, I think that's I, it. Yeah, I think I think this is the end for today's episode. Oh wait! So speaking as, of this is the end, I, we should do we should do comedies as one of the upcoming upcoming, upcoming. podcasts because I won't have a lot of time to watch new movies. But yeah, we could we could do that, or we could do like episodes on like different comedic actors. Yeah, and freaking, I wanted to do a director, and then. You were like no Nolan, so hopefully well, yeah, in the future. Yeah, because it was just gonna be you dick riding Nolan for nine. Bro, what minutes. have you been doing with Wes Anderson right now? <laughs> what What have you been I doing? Mean, tell no, me, tell like, me what no, you've been doing is different. No, okay, okay, I I haven't been dick riding. My God, uh, Ander, Anderson to the my to the, Okay, let me finish. To the extent that you would be dick riding Nolan, I think Wyatt would join in on that too. So it wouldn't just be um, me. Uh, I I um, I would dabble. Stop the cap, white. <laughs> I, I I love Nolan. I don't know why we haven't done an episode on him yet. To be honest, yeah, because Andrew bro, keeps not bro, wanting we? to. We bro, were going literally? to, and then we changed it to franchises because I was like, you know what, Andrew, if you don't want to do it, uh, we won't have to do it. But we'll do it one day eventually. Literally, like Rithik will just like talk about Inception. For like the whole time, Inception, well, dude, Dark one of the Knight best movies, one movie of the best movies ever made. Yeah, that is true. Inception is one of the best movies ever made. But I would, I was gonna like, that's not my favorite Nolan, by the way. And what have I ever like ever talked about Inception with you? <laughs> we're getting off topic. That... <laughs> oh, we're done with our topic anyway. We're just well, kind of yeah. ranting now. Yeah, we're just kind of ranting. Oh, but I, I actually don't don't hate just for Nolan. I love him as a filmmaker. I just, yeah, I yeah. just, I a hard time for constantly dick riding him but i could be a hypocrite to that sometimes because needless to say for this episode that's essentially what i've been doing yeah i was about to say for, dude. <laughs> for, 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 for wes anderson but then again no, it's, okay. like, it's well it's well deserved i don't hate anderson either you know i just don't love him as much as you do like the same way you don't love nolan as much as i do you know well i mean i i still love nolan but like not not to the extent that you do Oh yeah, dude. The Dark Knight. I mean, I can watch that any day of any like all like I could watch that for a month straight, you know? Like best superhero movie ever made. Yeah. Cap. No cap. cap. I mean, you know, I like wait, Endgame and all, but wait, you say you said you said best superhero movie ever made. I wouldn't say that's a hot take. I like objectively a lot of people agree it's, with it's, that. Objectively that yes. is not a hot take. I don't I don't necessarily agree with no, you. No, no, but... yeah, I understand. I understand. Like, I have still, like, my most watched is still Avengers. But, you know, objectively, I'd say that's the best. But you know, I would totally not disagree if people said Endgame, you know, Winter Soldier, whatever. But, yeah, a topic for another time. Superhero, MCU. We're, we're going to have to talk about that eventually, so. Oh, no, yes, for sure. That's one of our most desired topics to talk about on the podcast. Yeah, we will we will save that for another time though, because that oh, will be 
So after Loki, um, maybe after Loki, before after. before um, Eternals in September, right? I think that's whatever. Yeah, Loki's in June. I think I don't know, whatever. But yo, this is off topic. But um, Andrew, have you seen the Master yet with Joaquin Phoenix? And no, I have heard so many good things about that one. Well, I watched I it. It was all right, but I I came to the conclusion that Joaquin Phoenix is better in that than he is in Joker. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna say anything because, like, Easily. I, I haven't, I haven't, well, I haven't seen the master yet, so I'm not gonna like say, oh yeah, I agree, like, because I haven't seen it yet. Oh man, Paul Thomas Anderson is one weird dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't really, bro. You, like, I haven't seen Magnolia all the way through, which is the part I've seen. <laughs> I why I hated that movie, but I, I like. No, it, I didn't. You know? What? Don't you I have it in two and a half or something? Two and a half or three? A three. See, that's, oh, that's, yeah, a, that's a director I need. I need a bit because I've only seen. Uh, it's a little I hard think, to get think, into I his think, stuff. I think, I think one Paul Thomas Anderson movie. It it's, it's hard. I mean, it it's like getting into David Lynch stuff too. It's like weird, you know. It's not that level of weird, but it's just. Have you seen There Will Be Blood? No, I have not seen There Will Be Blood. Uh, no, I, I, I guess I haven't. It's super me, slow, but it's me, a really good me movie. Me being the Sandler fan that I am, I'm surprised I haven't seen Punch Drunk Love by now. Oh, uh, you haven't seen that? That's one of his like actually good rated movies, right? All like of his Sandler movies stuff. are incredibly rated. Oh, or what? Uh, what did you say? I you were I, about I, 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 no, I meant I meant Sandler, like Sandler and, movies and in I'm general. I've been a fan of Fred for many years because I remember I bought it on Black Friday for like eight bucks, and I never, I've never watched it. Oh, Laura Dern is in this movie. I love Amy. All right, so. All right fellas, are we good? Yeah, look, this is the end of the episode. As always, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah, sorry for ranting and getting off topic, but uh, Viva La Cinema. Yeah, Viva La Cinema, guys. Until next time. <laughs>